coming to you live from Fury 161, it's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and we commit this podcast to the void with a glad heart. For within each seed there is the promise of a flower, and within each death there is always a new life, a new beginning. Amen. Nobody else said amen. This week, finding God with me at the ass end of space, first... The guy's crazy and he smells bad. It's Chris. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I think you might be better if I left. I find you unpleasant to be around. It's That's Andy. the one I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'm leaking from every orifice. <laughs> uh, yes, Andy. Under, Andy's now under the weather after me just about getting over being under. I caught it through Skype. I don't know how. Maybe, yes. And we are the 10 Point Podcast. You can find us at 10pointpodcast.com. Google the words 10 Point Podcast. You will find some way that we get our, I don't know, idiocy out across the internet, whether it be YouTube, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple, whatever you want to call it. Anywhere you get podcasts. You'll Chinese find websites. Chinese website hosting. They're back. They got another one. What was the not two, two episodes ago? Not Cube. The one before that. Uh, Aye, that was on the Chinese website. Oh, bandwagon jumpers. They see I, don't, I don't know why they keep pulling us. Like, our stuff, what are they benefiting out of stealing our episodes? I wonder if we can sue them and get a whole bunch of money off them. I wonder if that would be, uh, we, need, we need some money. Need some money. So yes, contact us at 10pointpodcast.com if you do want to host our podcast or want to sponsor us or anything like that. There's an email address. Contact us Twitter, Facebook. We'll do so- private parties. We will, we will do a podcast for a birthday party, bar mitzvah, <laughs> wedding, anything like that. Uh, contact us uh, at tenpointpodcast.com or we'll buy shake, whatever. We'll do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Send us to send us email, whatever you want to call it. We'll do, we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> anyway, Ten Point Podcast. That is us. We review movies on the most part, but we do other bits and pieces too. Before we get on to the reason for the podcast this week, what was your highlight of the week? Uh, I don't know who to throw to here because I don't have anything good. Andy's been ill, so Chris, I feel like you might I've, be. The I've watched loads of shit. Oh That's well, so well, we'll come to you first, then, Andy. So I was on Chris's bandwagon. I, w- I watched the Mario movie. All right, yeah. yeah. That's a banger. I enjoyed that. Uh... It's a banger. I don't care what Chris said. Chris didn't review it very well. I am one of these, not the critics. I feel like Chris is the critic where it's just been shit What one? The, eventually, the, the new one? No, the new one. The cartoon. Oh, right. Chris Pratt. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I didn't review Hi. it well. Now, what got me, right? People are not talking about this. It's not a spoiler. But it is exactly the same story as the 1993 version. Oh, really, is it? I was well, so I was like, fucking hell, it's exactly the same story, only they've animated it and put it in, like, the actual Mushroom Kingdom and stuff like that, so I was well up for it. Yeah, because they take people from Earth to a different universe. Yes, which is called the Mushroom Kingdom, but it looks industrial, like this thing behind me. But no, I loved it. Like, I'm a massive Mario gamer, so it's got, like, Super Smash Bros. Melee, it's got... uh, Mario Kart has got every Mario game under the sun, and it's just every now and then it's just like Mario. It's like all like the Nintendo. It's, it's got, yeah, it's got anything that Mario's ever been in. It's got these little thing of throwbacks, and then it's just the Mario music all the way through it. It's like what's not to love about it? So yeah, that was good. Speaking of music, are you on the? Are you putting your name towards getting Peaches, the, Peaches nominated for an Oscar? Song? <laughs> yes. I've not heard it, but I, oh, I, it's I, banger! Jack Black I don't is best. I about that because it's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. But yeah, it's been fully released now. Proper music video. Yeah, it's all everywhere across it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a thumbs up. That's not actually my other highlight. My, well, my, my main highlight. My actual main highlight, which 
completely took me by surprise because I put it off. I can be honest watching it. 65. Oh, yeah. What the film? Yeah, pretty like, good. Isn't it? <laughs> like, if I hadn't seen The Last of Us, I'd be I would be even more up for it because it's pretty much Pedro Pascal looking after my kids. That's right, yeah, yeah. But like I was watching it, I'm like, all right, this is not what I thought it was. I thought it was all gonna be set on Earth. It's not. It's a different planet. There's weird lizard aliens and stuff like this. And then there's like there's a thing that looks like a T-Rex, and then there's like big twists. I'm like, yep, that's my banger. Yeah. Completely took me by surprise. Pretty damn good. And like I said, there's there's like four people in the film. There's nobody yeah. in the film. It's a tiny little cast. But yeah, it's an absolute it's a great hour and a half killer. Like it was yeah. great. Cinema. Go watch it at the movies. Big screen for me is amazing and all that. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely absolutely loved it. So yeah, it's not as bad as everybody's shit kind of that. So yeah. Two really badly reviewed films for critics, which basically brings me on to my main point. Critics are cunts. Yep. Like, <laughs> I feel like the only critics that people should trust is us combined. Not mm. us individually, because Bruce is way off. He thinks Cube's shit. But when you combine <laughs> us all, you get a fair rating, I reckon. I think we do, for the most part, we do average a good rating. Now, I was, yeah, I was looking... two for one. <laughs> I was looking back, because uh, we were doing Alien 3 today, I was looking back at our previous ratings for that, and it's like... The first movie, Alien, I gave a 10 and Andy gave a 4 and Chris was like an 8 or something like that. So in there, like, <laughs> what do you average it? That's, that's pretty good. And in the second one, I think I was lower than you guys, but it's, the, the average is about the same. So I think, yeah, when you find the yeah. official 10-point podcast rating, it's usually okay for us. So fuck, fuck your Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score. Just come to the 10-point podcast. We'll do the 10-point podcast score. You can't go far wrong. Yeah, we are three very independent reviewers who just happen to review together. So it's probably the best way to get a, a film review. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my two bangers. Very good. Chris, what about you? Uh, well, I watched the original Super Mario Brothers movie, just because I, I watched the other one. I thought you were going to pick it. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that well, that's why I did it, because you were talking about it last week, so I thought, you know what, I will watch it. It is a great film if you take out all the Mario references. Oh, 100%. Nothing to do with Mario. Yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm there. With the Bob Hoskins uh, said the sloth, we'll call him, because I can never say his name. Don Leguizamo. Yep. But, like, it is a great story, and like I said, the new Mario film is that. It is that, but with Mario characters, their yeah. version, it has a guy called Mario and a guy called Luigi. They look a bit like the game characters, and that's about it. And then they just use all the characters. It's like, well, that no, you're not Koopa. Fuck that. You're definitely not fucking Toad. But you take all that out of it, it's a banger of a story. Mm-hmm. Speaking of John Leguizamo and Mario, was I clickbaited or fake news this week, or did you see what he had said about the new uh, Mario movie? He basically refuses to watch it because um, it's not diverse enough, and that uh, he's obviously not even Italian himself, but played an Italian plumber in the 1993 version, <laughs> and then along with Bob Hoskins, that well-known <laughs> English-Italian person. <laughs> he complained that so, there was they didn't cast any Latin actors yeah. in it. And it's like, well... Why? For a there's like three humans in the film. Like, what, what yeah. difference? Is that? But also, I think Anya Taylor Joy, who plays Peaches, she's actually technically uh, Latina because she's like half Argentinian or something like that. In some yeah. way, some workaround, she actually is Latina, which is funny. But, but they're yeah. from Italy. Yeah, they're, they're two Italian guys. Italian. Yeah, and then Peaches is from a different universe, basically, and everybody else is like a monster or a mushroom or a monkey. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. But yeah, yeah it was funny. See, that he... I think he, I think he's just pissed that he didn't get a, a little cameo. <laughs> Presumably, I, I, I jumped to that conclusion as well that maybe he was like they didn't ask me to be involved. Uh, Chris, sorry, I interrupted there. Oh, you're fine. Uh, my actual main high point is uh, No Time to Die was on TV the other night. I watched that. Ah. Oh, I was an emotional wreck. I was. Uh, I don't know if you'd spoiled it or not, or just don't remember. 
I do not remember the ending at all. I was not no. prepared for that. Had, had you not seen it? That generally kept no. being like it was hush hush. Like I still don't even think it's really been spoiled. No, I heard it mentioned publicly. I don't know if it was a podcast or a, or a TV show. It was in the last month, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that, that kind of did happen like that." Yeah. And it's like I, I wonder, like you say, how many people were like Chris that have never experienced. <laughs> they they keep talking about oh, we're looking for a new James Bond. It's like oh, this is five films and done. We're looking for a new James Bond. Yeah, I was not prepared for it to be a new new James Bond. <laughs> like we need a new James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. emotional. Yeah. It's, it's a great film. Thumbs up. It is pretty good. It goes in a completely different direction. Yeah, I still think they wasted Rami Malik in that film. Not that I think he's yes. a great actor. I just mean, there was mm. a kind of character they could have done something with in there, and then they just kind of didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember watching that film and just going, fuck me, this is long and boring. And then when Rami Malik came on, I'm like, I'm interested in you. What are you going to do? And then it's, it's really when... The, yeah, he disappears, and it's only when he goes to the compound bit where that film really picks up. I'm like, oh, this is a Bond film now. Yeah. And Rami Malek mm. was not needed at all. Like, he's useless. It could have been anyone. Like, yeah. you could cast anybody in that film. Uh, but yeah, but I, yeah it. I think it's good. Yeah. I think yeah. on average, I would say the, the probably, I would say great Bond films, the Daniel Craig ones. I think there's three, if you could that, count that one as really good, there's three really good ones and two that are a bit. Well, you, you, you just don't count Quantum Solace on a show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh. all right for what it is. Like, it's better than a lot of films, but it's not as good as all the other Bond films, really. And it's then GoldenEye. Spectre's very up and down. <laughs> but yeah, GoldenEye, yeah. I think I personally, I grew up with the Pierce Brosnan ones. So GoldenEye, GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies was perfect. Right. I was like 12 or something when that came out. So that's like, I, um, this is what I want. Is that the one where he surfs at the start? Is that the surfing one? Mm, no, Halle but. Berry. Well, what was Holly Berry? Holly Berry's Daniel Craig. Tomorrow Never Dies is the one where it's. Is Holly Berry? No, Holly Berry's not Daniel Craig. Is she not? It's oh no, you're not. Russell, no, Harry Bell's She's the last Pierce Brosnan. Oh, the world's not enough. That's the surfing one. That, that's that. That, there you go. So I'm the one before that. The one to say about news with Jonathan Price and all that. Yeah. It starts at the. I guess the base in the mountains in the snow with yeah. it. You have to steal an airplane or ends yeah. up stealing an airplane. Top but yeah. Oh, quick fun fact for you: Daniel Craig has not skied down a slope as James Bond. Right. Every other James Bond's gone skiing down like ah okay so not, and stuff. He's never. You mean. That. In his film, not you don't mean specifically him. It's always a fun. No, no, I like yeah. James Bond. Daniel Craig has never skied. That's a fun fact. I mean, I've never skied. Either. I don't know. Particularly either. I've, I've done the. Is Jack Black ever skied down a ski slope? I've never seen Jack Black ski down a ski slope. That's gonna be Chris's new ongoing thing. He did pop up in Mando last week, though, which we didn't spoil. Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking hell! Don't just don't. He's angry. I've not watched Mando this week. I'm actually behind for the. Oh, I'm watching after this. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm also watching after this, which will send me over into what I've been watching last week, I've caught up on Ted Lasso, which I have yep. watched the whole me thing. And, and I really like it. I don't know why. I, I don't think it's that good. Like, something about it, I'm like, this isn't a great show. And also, I do get kind of offended once every episode when they do football wrong. Like, I, no, 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 that's not how it works. No, 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 no. I wouldn't, no I wouldn't like that. <laughs> but I still love, like, it's a workplace comedy. It's not even that hilarious. It's like... It's more of a workplace dramedy, but the characters and the relationships are what really makes it. Like I, Ryan Kent, he needs I'm, his own spin-off. Oh yeah, like the the Ryan Kent Keeley sort of side of it. I, like I'm just that is my favorite part of basically the whole show. But my absolute favorite episode, if Chris is caught up and you're up to date and all that, Chris, I can fire in is the Coach Beard 
like separate episode where he essentially goes on a bender after a football game, which he, he doesn't really go on a bender. But if you've I not caught up as much, I I see that. I'm like literally right caught up to season three. The, the show was like half an hour, these sort of wee comedy kind of scrub style half hours, and then there was a big game and it went to 40 minutes. And the next episode was this total tangent where you follow not even one of the main four characters on this wild night in London. And it was like 40 odd minutes long as well. I, I, I don't know why that episode really, I really, really enjoyed it. And ever since, every episode has been like an hour long since then. They've probably upped it to a, another degree. So uh, yeah, Ted Lasso, I've not watched tonight's episode uh, yet. And I don't know how many are left. I don't know how many is in the season of this thing, but very much enjoying it. And I'm hoping got... my Apple TV lasts for the next... Uh... <laughs> a few months I need, not get, for I need to get through the season exactly because the free trials <laughs> ran out and it's like six pound a month or something like that i don't know what it is but yeah something like that yeah and on that because of that also on apple tv uh, i have because i way back when and that time between everybody buys dvds and everybody streams everything you could buy digital downloads of films i bought horrible bosses digital download and i spotted it on my apple tv when i finished ted lasso so, ah we'll stick nice. that on we'll watch jason sudeikis in that as well the film's not aged perfectly i'll say that and also everybody yeah. in the film is more famous for having been in other things and done way better things than horrible bosses but a very enjoyable hour and a half comedy that you just don't get these kind of good like comedies to. anymore you like to? I like the second one as well i can't remember too much i can't remember yeah the first one i've got that's, that's when jennifer Aniston's really rapey Right. <laughs> I mean, just go, you have to go some distance after the first one. But yeah, yeah. all the bosses, it's worth a watch if you need a laugh. But yes, we've definitely talked an awful lot about not what we're here for, which will need a lot of talking as well. So we better crack on with point one on the 10 point podcast. And point one is what's the point? The point this week the 1992 action sci fi horror Alien 3 or Alien Cubed, depending on how it's written down, because it's always Alien. With <laughs> That's what I call it. It's not part. This is not part of the, the Cube franchise. <laughs> cube, it's not Cube right? Okay. Oh, this could be one of the rooms. Can you imagine though, an Alien run around cubes? Well, I can't uh, like cube what's behind you, Andy, on our yeah. video versions. The, the room where they basically yeah. hold the sermons. Uh, is it going to have an alien in it? Is it not? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, written by a whole bunch of people behind the writing, because I won't dwell too long on it. Story by Vincent Ward. Literally famous for nothing that I recognise, but these came up. Vigil, The Navigator, A Medieval Odyssey, Map of the Human Heart, and Alien 3. So that's who wrote it. You Screenplay. Tell, you tell this had production issues this film, can't you? Exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, hopefully Chris has got all the production issues uh, ready to, to tell us about, but ways yeah. react tells me not. Screenplay by three people. Again, always a bad sign. David Geiler. The Parallax View, Fun with Dick and Jane, Aliens, and Alien 3. So he, he stuck around from the second one. Walter Hill, The Getaway, The Warriors, 48 Hours, Streets of Fire, Aliens, and Alien 3. So he stuck around as well. And then Larry Ferguson also had a bash at the screenplay. Highlander, one of my yeah. favourite podcast movies. Highlander, Beverly Hills Cop 2, The Hunt for Red October, Alien 3, and then the 2002 version of Rollerball, or what he wrote. So... It gets a bit better with some of the films there, Highlander being the, the high point, in my opinion. Directed by Alien 3, David Fincher, who absolutely hates it, and has basically disowned <laughs> it, and the studio took it off of him in the middle of them making it and all that, but he is still the director of it. This was his first feature film. We covered him a lot on previous episodes, because we've done him twice before, so I won't dwell too much. This is his first feature film, and it's kind of why the studio and him fell out, which was they didn't trust him. Uh, He's a great director. The assembly cut's not called uh, the director's cut because he yeah. wanted nothing to do with it. Exactly, yeah. It's not called the Fincher cut or anything like that. Uh, he's very good, very famous. I'll just list seven Fight Club, Zodiac, Social Network, and Gone Girl as things that he has directed in the what past. A shit not, list. not a bad set of great films That's he's shit. done. Yeah. 
on to the cast. Peak tier. He should stick around. Starring as Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, back on the podcast once again. Famous for being in the Aliens franchise, Ghostbusters, Gorillas in the Mist, and Avatar. They're her big set things, but she's also been in a million other films. So Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, one of them. Hopefully Chris has got that on his list for later on. Co-starring with Sigourney in this particular Alien film as Dylan, we have Charles S. Dutton, famous for being in Alien 3, A Time to Kill, Gothica, The Express, and Legion, and I would suggest to Mr. Dutton that he needs to get a new agent, because he is a very good actor and has been in absolutely nothing good. Uh He's been in a hundred and something things, one of every episode of every single TV show, and it's like, you were really good at Alien 3, Charles. Why are you not in anything else? And I have no answer. I don't know why. Uh, so, yeah. Charles Button as Dylan, which is kind of confusing, similar names. Speaking of Charles's, as Clemens, my third and final star of the film, Charles Dance, an actual podcast favourite, although we've never actually covered him on the proper podcast yet. I don't not think. officially, no. So, famous for Alien 3, Last Action Hero, which is why we love him, our unreleased pilot that nobody has yet to hear. Gosford Park, Game of Thrones, Imitation Game, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and the first episode of The Sandman from last year, which also makes me realise Charles Dance is basically just Charles Dance. He's not in yes. anything... Yeah. Ah, he's not in the massive thing that's really successful outside of Game of Thrones, and he's not even like the main star of that either. Celebrity Juice, he reads the Christmas specials book. He also... Does he not do... <laughs> does he not do something like on Big Fat Quiz of the Year, or does it show up on that as oh, well? Oh, he does the same thing, yeah. He does yeah. it. He does it on Celebrity Juice as well, but yeah, he does it on... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, he reads, uh, was it, celebrity bios and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Charles Dance, our third man. A lot of people in this. It's a great cast. Uh, mm. And I could have... I met most of them. I was thinking that there's a few that I've bumped into <laughs> years as well, Andy, yeah. Uh, so yeah, a whole bunch of different people in it. But we'll get to them throughout, I would imagine. On a budget of $50 million, the third film of the Alien franchise was made. Opened in the US, first weekend, $19.5 million. Final US gross, $55.5 million. Made its budget back on home soil. Worldwide, $160 million it made and got itself uh, a fourth film. Yes. Say a, a third sequel, but it was it would be a third sequel, but yes. Mm. A fourth film came not long after. Released 22nd of May 1992 in America. It wasn't until the 21st of August 1992 that it came to the United Kingdom. Back in those days where there was months in between uh, different countries getting the same You only film. get boats. You can't fly things over. It had to go yeah. in a boat. Well, they had to send them. Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> it meant that it was eligible for the 1993 awards season, where it rocked up to a few awards ceremonies. 1993 Oscars won nomination at the Oscars for Alien 3. This just wouldn't happen, I don't think, anymore. Best visual effects. It did not win. It lost to Death Becomes Her. It's a banger. It comes up every so often. 1993 Razzies did not get nominated for anything. The Alien 3. The stamp of approval we needed. <laughs> it could have done with the amount of shit that went on. <laughs> Definitely, yes. 1993 MTV Movie Awards won nomination. Nominated for Best Action Sequence. And the specifics I got was the aliens chase through a tunnel. <laughs> so like, it could be one of many places in the film. Lost 2, Lethal Weapon 3, Mel Gibson's motorcycle crash, or something like that. If that's familiar to you, Under Siege was also nominated for the exact same award, meaning that, yes, Chris's last two picks oh. have literally been both nominated for the exact same award. <laughs> neither oh. of which... <laughs> Amazing. 
Yeah. However, the one we're all waiting for, 1993 Saturn Awards, Alien 3, big presence at the Saturn Awards. Seven nominations at Saturn Awards for Alien 3. Best Special Effects, Lost Again to Death Becomes Her, <laughs> obviously. Best Costumes, Lost to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Best Director, David Fincher, although he probably didn't turn up, I doubt. Yeah. Lost to Francis Ford Coppola, also for Dracula. And Best Writing, they lost to Dracula as well. So three in, three in a row, they're all lost to Dracula. Best Supporting Actor, Charles S. Dutton. Lost to Robin Williams. What film do you think that was in 1993? No, right neck of the woods, though. You're not far off. Mr. Oh, Aladdin. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Supporting actor at the Saturn Awards. I don't know why Aladdin got nominated. Fair enough. He won. Maybe he said, I'll turn up if you nominate me, sort of thing. And best actress <laughs> was uh, obviously Sigourney Weaver. I think she's the only woman in the film, so it would have to be her. Lost to Virginia Madsen in Candyman. Which is like, I these, the Saturn Awards have the best groupings of people in films. <laughs> Candyman, Alien 3, Aladdin, Dracula, all the same awards. Anyway. Final nomination, best science fiction film. Did not win either. It's seventh oh. nomination. It did not win. It lost to Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Which oh, I imagine. Even numbered Star Trek? They're not the good ones? They're the good ones, aren't they? Even numbered. I think so, but I'm pretty sure it's still bad. I mean, it's just about the last one, I think. <laughs> oh, is that the one where Shatner dies? Oh, spoilers. Spoilers for a film from 20 odd years ago. Again, yeah. I think 30 years ago. So, uh... Sorry, I thought you were going to carry on there. If no, I, was died, trying, I was trying to think who the guy, the guy was in it. The guy from... Spock. Tank Girl. guy from Tank Girl. Doesn't narrow it down exactly. On the to the synopsis. Plots. I always call synopsis. It really is a plot summary, because I do click on plot summary, and that's where I take it from. But the synopsis plot summary for Alien 3 by another returning contributor, Thesaurus Nick. Is yeah. Oh, God, that's going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's not too long. It's actually shorter than Claudio from last week. <clears throat> this is what Nick says Alien 3 is about. Now, this is probably the theatrical version, but I, I, I'm not sure. We'll see how this goes. That will come up very soon. After escaping death by the skin of her teeth in the uh, in the inhospitable exomoon Acheron, <laughs> aliens, Ellen Ripley crash lands on the weaponless maximum security prison planet Fiorina Fury 161, a penal label, a penal labor colony of hardened male criminals. But under everyone's noses, a stealthy xenomorph manages to escape and mature in the vast correctional facility's labyrinthine ventilation <laughs> duct system. As it picks off the unprotected inmates, mass hysteria starts to spread. Now, a handful of survivors have to make do with their primitive weaponry and hope for a quick death. Can Ripley, the veteran alien killer, eradicate the evil within? Hey. He didn't say, he often says the thing. He didn't squeeze an alien three something. <laughs> alien. Who picked Alien Cubed? It was Chris. Chris, why did you pick it? Well, um, <sighs> like I said, with um, what was the other sequel? I haven't done one for a while. That's a good I can't remember now. Any of the police academies? Still for them. Uh, Mommy Returns? That was it. Yeah, I'd done Mommy Returns for, for a while. So I thought, you know, I'll do the, the third Alien film so I could finish this. Well, this has been waiting for three seasons. Fans have been crying. Yeah, for <laughs> seasons have waited for the third Alien film, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I'd finally do it in my unfinished business theme. Your unfinished business theme, yes. Had we seen it before? Uh, yes, I think I had yes. only seen the version I watched this time once before. Uh, but yes, seen it a few times before. I think we're all well-versed. 
or aliens. Which channel will we find it on? I did not even delete Channel 4 from last week because I think this is very important. (laughs) Channel 4 4 kind of film. What version did we watch? Now, because of the confusion with this particular film, we've been through that off podcast to make this a bit easier. So Andy watched the theatrical Alien 3 version that came out in cinemas that you can watch. Watch right now on Disney Plus is what he watched. I watched, because I have sat next to me for once, this, the Alien... Box I, it. I, I had that, but fine. it was literally about five meters in front of me, and I couldn't be hard going getting it. So I just <laughs> So I had this. So therefore, I was able to watch the 2003 special edition. It's called on that. I'll do that again. Which is what's more commonly called the assembly cut. That best tries to replicate David Fincher's version of the film, since he's pretty much doesn't want to be involved with the film. Yeah. That one lasts yeah. two hours, 24 minutes long. It is about, I don't know, three quarters of an hour longer than the normal one. Maybe half yeah, just hour. under two hours. There you go, so half an hour. Half an hour longer than the normal one. Extra. Now, Chris, what did you watch? I watched both versions because, I've, like you, I've got the Quadrilogy box set, which is out of my reach. I can't pick it up. Well, I've actually got the Sextology. So I don't know if that's better. Is it reduced in value because it's got Alien Covenant on it? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not Alien films. Yeah, Prometheus I quite like over Alien. No, see, I know Prometheus I don't like. Covenant I don't mind because I, I like Danny McBride. He's the best character in that film. <laughs> right, fair enough. He's, oh, he's yeah. like a, he was involved producing it, didn't he? I think he was part of the reason. Got <coughs> anyway, Chris watched both basically. Uh, so we got the two different versions. This could be a laugh trying to wade our way through here with me and Andy not having seen the other one recently. We've probably both seen both, but not having seen them recently. So on to point two: the high points, best bits. Things, etc. About I, alien. I hope they start the same. Uh, they do. They're very well. They do. Yeah, no, they don't. Temporarily, right. quite, quite, quite quickly, it goes a different way. Because uh, my, my first high point, I'm going to jump in. Is I like the start, where <laughs> it's like it picks off where the, st- the, the the second one left off. They're all in their cryo thing, and then quite quickly, alien kicks off, and then you see the whole impregnation thing. And it's like, oh, it's in, it's in what you call her, newt, mostly. Yeah. Mostly, and then right, and you I'm find gonna, a, then you find a twist, and it's not actually Newt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to jump in my first low point here is that opening because I've got nothing but fucking questions for this. <laughs> Me too. Like, but I, I like I'll, it. Like as a principle, I like oh, it. Watch it's good. Yeah. Like you're like I'm but, like, I'm drawn in. Okay, because like not much happens in this alien film like to later on, but that opening, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm good. This is exactly where the second one taken off. But then it does raise a lot of questions because, as Chris is about to say. I'll ask, like, okay, if the the version you watched, there was two eggs on the, the thingy. There was the one that went for Newt, and then you see the other, because as soon as it's gone into somebody, it dies off. So, well, no, because I'm pretty another sure, egg. Ah, uh, yeah, you're correct. There should be two eggs. I'm pretty sure there was only one egg, which raised multiple questions for me afterwards. Because, spoiler alert, it's not actually Newt, it's actually Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Which then, yeah. how does it impregnate the dog slash the ox? Because in my version, you only see the one egg opening. I don't know if mm-hmm. the director's cut, there was two eggs. No, and the, the one that we watched, you only see the egg, it's already open, you see the alien crack yeah. in its glass, and then that's it. But then you see later on Ripley's glass is cracked. Yes. But you think it's from an explosion. So it's just, I'm thinking it's fucking... Went for new, it's nicked itself, which set off the alarms, and then it's gone for thingy. So I don't know if it's actually gone into new. But it never went into new. So when 
when Ripley gets like from the beginning, I either remembered or kind of worked out that Ripley had been, I don't know, impregnated by me. Violated. Yeah. So I was thinking, my big question, I had it in my low points for most of the film. How long is the gestation period of an alien oh, meant to be? Yeah, yep. that's my next low point as well. So well, I had high points. Yeah, 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 but no, but, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I had that written, but then when it got to the whole point where she saw the photo of it, the scan, and she somehow recognised that's a queen. So I was like, ah, okay, so that's why it's kind of different here because it's a different kind of alien. So it's not just a alien; it is a queen alien that's in her. So I thought yeah. that must be why it has to stay in longer, doesn't burst out as soon so maybe that's got something to do with it because it's a different kind of i don't know fetus that's inside her yeah um now with the dog version there is you do see the actual living thing yep. crawling when the dog's barking at it so yeah also the big question i had was and i didn't go back and watch at the end of alien 2 is there any way any alien could have got onto the ship to do it in the first place because i feel like they Quite yeah. cleanly escaped from that place. Okay, I'll, I'll, I've got that in my low points as well. Like, all the questions you're asking are my low points. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can cover it here. Like, just... oh, uh, the question, like, yeah, the alien doesn't get onto the actual Sulaco. It gets in the, the landing bay, and that's it. It doesn't actually go <coughs> inside to lay yeah. eggs. So the eggs shouldn't be there. So, oh, this shouldn't have fucking happened because there's no aliens there. Unless somebody just carried the enemy. There you go. See, th- this is what I imagined in my head. So I reckon it was just a lad, random little sneaky xenomorph drone, just going. This is not going to go to shit. They'll kick I, it off. I'm going to have a. Yeah. I'm going to have a backup plan. There's that ship yeah. over there. I'm going to yeah. sneak some eggs on it. My <laughs> mum's going to love me. Like yeah. that, my mum's going to love me. She's kicking off, and I'm just going to sneak an eggs, a couple of eggs in there, sorted. So yeah, he's getting a pay rise if he survived. Yeah. The other pl- other point might have been. I can't, again, I can't remember alien aliens. They had someone who was working for the company, I would imagine, as part of the mission. Yeah. So they they could have done it. They could have. Oh, it like, could have been Bishop all along. Maybe he was a sneaky one. Could have been dropped, Bishop. Dumped yeah, in. He's going to take yeah. a couple of eggs home. He Bishop. got them before he went and picked them up. Anyway, this is not a high point. This is. Uh, just I've got one final up. question to that. As Andy's first point is whose chest bursts open? Because you see a big red streak going up. Well, I see. I think that's when um, what'd you call him? Hicks gets stabbed. Yeah, and she's remembering it right wrong. That's my belief as well. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, oh, no, I, actually, anyway, I like the high point. We'll go back to it as a high point. I just kind of liked when you get glimpses and you kind of yeah. try and work out what happens. When you, you watch it too many times, you you read a lot of questions. I have a very Chris Mandela. I don't know Mandela. <laughs> we'll call it the Chris effect. I have a Chris effect with this film where until I got the DVD, I'd, I had absolutely never seen the first 10 minutes of this film. Right. It was always like, oh... Ripley's in a kind of prison thing here. And my brain was always like, it's like a prison ship that they were in, not on a planet as well. So this is just my memory of the film. Was, was The film starts with her having been found on this ship and a whole bunch of prisoners there. That's that's how my memory uh, remembers it. Anyway, uh, Chris. Uh, my actual you, first high point. you want point to start with the high point? Yeah. It's like the special edition of how the alien actually comes to be, not the, the wee face hugger, makes a lot more sense in the theatrical cut because... The size of the alien compared to the dog that comes out of, it would have been wearing it like a suit. Yeah. yeah. So the ox makes so much more sense. It does. And my first high point is the scene where it actually does come out of the ox, the way it's intercut with the funeral. So we have the funeral of uh, Newton Hicks getting thrown into the smelter, or whatever you want to call it, them dying, and then obviously Dylan with this, I think probably at this point, his seventh sermon of the film. Yeah. And at the same time, this alien being birthed. <laughs> 
every so often just cut across it. I really enjoyed. That was the first time. The first beginning. Of this, you you mentioned it's high points, uh, Andy. For me, the film was just fine, just there, enjoyable, but never made me grab for my pen and paper until basically yeah. oh, this this film. Yeah. Okay, I like this. I need to note this one down. But up until then, no complaints by any stretch. Uh, it does the same with uh, Andy's version with the dog and it mingles yeah. with the dog getting right. Friendly. But and it does have that point of. Yeah, when the dog dog one looks like proper violent, this dog, and then suddenly just egg, like kind of like the guts, well, the, the whole dog just blows up. Yep. But then you get this like basically bigger than a dog sized alien. It's like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Can't really explain that away. Normally we're like, oh, it's a fantasy film. Anything could happen magically. But no, no like, way that's fed in there. It doesn't work like that, yeah. Uh, my first high point, which I'll just put in here Shaved Head Ripley is my first high point, as in. It's, it's synonymous of, with aliens, that, yeah. that shaved head. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of her iconic look, but she doesn't really have it until the third film, which is probably the least watched of all the alien films as well. But I think this is this is the real Ripley. She looks most like a badass in this film. I did nominate her. A spoiler for it. I did nominate her for best badass. However, she's not especially badassy in this. She just kind of is yeah. there. Uh, but she looks like a badass. I like, like I kind of like her like attitude. Where you normally get these people going. Right, I've done I've done this two times already. Right, this is my third outing on this one, and she explains it all like she knows, but then she's just been a bit cagey. Like, but she's like, burn the bodies, just like, like we're doing this, we're doing this. But it's just like instantly, I'd be like, there's a fucking alien here. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. just that's, get shit done. That's one of my low points, which I'll, I'll come on to a bit deeper into that as well. Um, again, I'll just go with my next one here because I know one of you won't like it. There's a 45 minute stretch of the film around this time uh, after the like the alien is first born, where nothing particularly happens nope. except from the two kills that Golic gets blamed for down in the tunnels. Uh, but apart from them, it's all just kind of conversations. It's all kind of plot setting, and I really like it because no, see, all... I actually, I'm with you. I actually do like that. Like it's building up, like where it, like it's got a high point, like as an overall story for this, whereas. You've got Alien, which I didn't really like. It's a lot, it's boring, it's talking, which is why Bruce likes it. But then you have Aliens, which I really like because it's just Marines, a fuck ton of aliens, and shit. And then the big gamble of this film is, let's just bring one alien back. Go back to the first one. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, but I, like, spoiler alert, I do like this more than the first one because it just does it a little bit better. I don't know why, because it's ultimately just a bunch of guys... The alien looks particularly weird in this one. It doesn't look as cool as the first one. Oh, definitely got onto that. But but yeah, it's just like but that this build up time is pretty good. Yeah. Except from one of another low point which I'll add in after this. But yeah, a... personally, I found that like every scene was important to either the story or the yeah. characters. Usually both, and everything made like something would happen conversationally. The next episode, someone's reacting to that. They make sense and also moving it forward. And then yeah. we're going to have to go do that. And then do that. And then someone's going to have to go do that. And it's, it all made sense. And well, even like, just like the prison warden, like his like scenes, because yeah. I didn't particularly like him, but like that leads to like the company coming in. And then you've got like the priest leading to like punching the other guys. Like, everything just worked. It does. And it, like, you know, there's a whole bunch of just, everyone's a bald guy in this film. So you need to kind of set out who the different people are a little bit, and like there's a bit of strange character like pop, popping up and disappearing and all that throughout. But you do get a fair idea who about half a dozen of them are uh, in that first period. But yeah, so for me, that's basically the first hour of the film. That's the high points for yeah. me. So I don't know who, who Chris will go back to you again for some. Well, I was just touching you on like, in particular, the scene of her coming into the mess hall, 
I'm picking up her juice and stuff. You could feel the tension. Yeah. So it just like everybody just staring at her. She's what, what? She's thanking somebody for what they said, and like I don't give a fuck what you say about me, blah blah blah. And she's like, all right, I'll just fucking sit here and make you feel uncomfortable. That was her biggest badass moment. Like, that was the most that she. I think that's probably when I popped her down as best badass because at that point I was like, no fucks are given. Yeah, she's like, I've yep. been through far worse than you. Uh, <laughs> it's like you are nothing to me. I'll just plonk myself in front of you if I know you that much. But yeah, she kind of just she kind of. Uh, never followed up really <laughs> i don't have too many more high points but the next high point is the one right behind chris which is yeah the alien, the alien dropping down killing yes. charles dance and then it's like you finally see a really good shot of the alien because there's not many of them yeah and then, it, then it's like that great scene instantly followed up with her running to the mess hall going there's an alien and everybody's like no there's not and then fucking just rip again it's like fuck <laughs> yeah this alien is out to get them now here we go business is picked up You've literally taken what is my next note in my notes, which is Clemens dead, Charles Dance dead out of nowhere. The spin, it's like it's literally halfway through the film for the, yeah. the the longer version. So you're just over an hour in. The spent this film being like, here's the hero guy saving the hero woman. She's basically told him, This is my secret I've been keeping from you. And he's been, This is my secret I've been keeping from you. And it's like, okay, this is our team. Let's go. Let's go get the. And it's like boom, bang. He's got his head like I don't know, eviscerated uh, by this alien out of nowhere. And like oh my god, like the second main character's just died, and then you get the, like you say the iconic shot from this film. Like the. It's the funny one. how that is three movies in, and that is this the picture that is yeah. synonymous that with is, aliens. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it just tells you more about where movies were in 1992 when this came out. That the look of her and that shot that defined aliens as a franchise was just because of where films were i guess in popular culture around that sort of time that this was a big deal and it was a big third there weren't i don't know how many sequel number threes there were around that time also made back to the future but other than that not many films i don't think got to trilogies so it was a big mm. deal when this came out uh, but yeah and then after the iconic got uh, iconic shot we go into basically the third main character getting killed off yeah. the other guy. You set him up as the boss, the possible antagonist, <laughs> and he's gone. It's like two shocking yeah. deaths in literally about five minutes of the film. Yeah. Just bang, bang, gone. And it's like, what? Like, and you're like, what the hell's going to happen for the next hour plus of this film? Uh, my, like on the was it the I'm going to call it the special edition. Uh, I, like, they, they have the trap, which is like what they're going to do. They trap it inside that. Um, waste thing that they can't get out Excellent. and then also whatever it's called yeah yeah then it's gallic it isn't in the, the tactical release of him saying come on i can't if it comes to get me it's, it's going to kill me because he's not mentioned again throughout the rest of the film so i don't know whether he's supposed to have died in the theatrical version Golic. I think Golic. Everything happens to him in the special edition happens in the theatrical, yeah. but you see none of it. I think. Yeah. It's like all of it happens basically as a background character, uh, an extra, as it were. Um, you're talking about the trap. My next high point is in the extended version. There's just five minutes of explosions and people getting set on fire, <laughs> and it was a big giant like balls up. One guy gets got by the alien and sets yep. that triggers the whole thing. It's just bang, 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 oh, bang, 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 bang. I just keeps. I want you think like oh, I'm sitting counting explosions. I think it's like okay, and I'll add fifteen, and it goes on. I'll add another ten, and it goes on and on and on. It's like this is where the budget went was on this five minute stretch of the film. It was just everything exploding. Uh, I've got. One, no, two more high points, both quite near the end of the film. So if anyone's okay, right at the end, so you can fire on. 
I've got I, I have Dylan in the special edition, his fifteenth speech of the film. Uh, <laughs> that everybody's got to die sometime, would you rather do it standing or otherwise? A really good speech. The music kind of gives you a whoa, kind of really rises up the spirits to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they all want to go here, let's go kill the damn alien. So his speech it's really good at that point. It's the first time I made the film was really like making you feel something. It's like, yes, I want the humans to go survive. And uh, my last high point is the very end. So I don't know if you've got anything. Well, uh, before that, I've got Ripley in the body scanner. All right. Uh, yeah. She has been bulletproof through the first two films, and here's this queen just staring her in the face. Mm. And just like the, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, 85. Just look at this thing going, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but that, that looks bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for me, it's the absolute finale, mm-hmm. and there's, there's not a major difference, but there is a difference between our versions when it comes to the end. But I very much like Ripley's sacrifice, and one dive. It's a really good way to end a trilogy, and it kind of works. Yeah. If they just stopped here, and I would have liked it, if probably yes. stopped. It is really should have stopped. Yeah, I think you can't really. I, I I don't remember Alien Resurrection. Resurrection, that was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, being as bad as people make it out to be. However, no, it's actually pretty good, but it just it fucking it needs to stop me twenty minutes before the end. Right. Yeah, I think I remember where that goes. Anyway, but yeah, her sacrifice at the very end is a good way to go, and I enjoyed the kind of. How do you prefer? Do you prefer with the chest bursting or without the chest bursting? I like the with the chest bursting, which is like grabbing it, like to stop it jumping out. Sure, because then she knows that's it. It's end yes. of the sea. Yes. I suppose. I don't mind the no chest burster one, but then at yeah. the same time, like, is it jumping out because it knows it's going to die, or is it just like, oh, it's, it's time, time to burst out? Yeah. Like, it just... I, I, I think it was, I don't know, I, I quite like the idea of going, fucking hell, she's going to kill me. Jump! It's getting really hot. It's getting really hot. Fucking <laughs> 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 wee. So I, like, I can't like it without it, because it's like, you don't want to see her go through the pain of chest, of bursting through her chest, but then you're like, her, like you said, said, her grabbing it, that's like her ultimate fucking badass. She's yeah. killing this queen yeah. with her bare that's hands. A point. That's a badass point or two. Yeah, good point. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I'd think probably prefer it without Blast because I like that version better. But it's a wee bit too action movie that it pops out right at the, at the right moment. Is that for high points or not missed anything? Yeah. Let's go uh, on to some a, serious questions. Yes, on to low points. Um, I'll I'll start with my, a massive amount of mine. So. My one basically starts before the film starts. Just Hicks and Newt just killed off. Just, ah, yeah, they're done. Not yep. in this one. Yeah, those two people that she basically ha- spent most of one film trying to save Newt. I did, I did say this to Chantel. I was like, every time I was just like, aliens. I like aliens. I like the second one. It's good. But what a fucking point in this film now? Yeah. Yeah. That pissed Worried. off. This is one of the thing in business. That pissed off Michael Bain or Bain Bain, so yeah. much that they refu- he refused to let him use his likeness for yeah. the, the dummy. Ah, right. Okay. That's what you. They let him use it for the little picture, but not the actual likeness of a dummy. It's silly to just have killed him off. Like, they could have at least had him in it for a like, like, oh, Michael, yeah, well, this is what we want to do, but, like, we want it, it's going to crash, and you're going to end up in this place here, but we'd like you to survive the crash, and then, so Ripley can just be full strength in explaining what the issue is and all that. Mm. And then the chest burst could come out of Michael Bean, I don't know, it's like anything. Yeah. yeah, to not have him in it at all, to just be killed off off screen. And Newt, like, Newt as well, just like, the whole second film was saving her. This play actually dead before the film even starts. So mostly. that's mostly dead <laughs> before the film starts. Uh, so that's my first low point. Like, I, it annoys me that that's that's the case. Yeah. My uh, next one is either version doesn't matter which version is that tiny little alien behind Bruce. <laughs> it just looks weird. I don't mind it in this state. There are states later on where I do mind it, but I'm not. It just like, yeah. 
like the state behind Bruce, you know, Bruce, uh, Chris, good. So like, that's an alien we remember. But it seems to just go like, right, you effects department. We want it on the roof. Draw it like this. You, oh. man in a suit. That's a good one. We'll keep that one. You, just do a shot where it stands up. And it's like, how many different aliens is there? It looks like there's four fucking versions of this motherfucker running around. Yeah, it does. The close-ups change. like that are fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, perfect. Absolutely. It's, it's, like Bruce mentioned, the ones on the roof, it's just awful. And then obviously, and like, after people, yeah, calling it like a dog alien makes a bit of sense originally because obviously that was the code name of it. To then change the tag, it's called a dragon alien now, like officially. Well, because it's because in the original cut, he called uh, Golic. Yeah, he says I. Calls it the dragon. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's that's their, it's got a proper official name. But yeah, it's now it used to be the dog alien until the new the special dog. edition came out. Yeah. But yeah, like in like the Alien vs Predator games that came out in like 1998. Right. That version was always a dog alien because it makes sense. It came out a dog. It runs a bit weird. It's grown differently. Yeah. Makes sense. The um, excuse so, me. I might as well mention it here. The CGI is pretty horrific at times. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's one scene where somebody's getting killed. One of the one of the jobbers is getting killed, and the dog is just basically humping the air. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? You just see the R sign of the alien first as you're kind of panning around, and you just see it humping. Like I don't remember this part. I was like, oh no, it's just eating in a very strange fashion. It's like, why the oh, hell is part dog? That's like what that? dogs do. Yeah, yeah dogs hump when yeah. they eat. Well, it's not. It was a cow in mine. <laughs> it's like well, oxies they might hump as well. Yeah. Well, speaking of humping, that's actually my next little point. Is uh, Ripley's rape scene. Bit unnecessary. Right. It is, really is. Like they've already oh, right. established there are a bunch of oh, <laughs> did you mean did you think Charles Dance? Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well to be yeah. fair, that that's a low point as well. I'm adding that in because I keep Mandalian effect that one. I keep forgetting they bang. Oh, I I think it's so insignificant, really. Yeah. Like it's and it's like I get it maybe like cryogenic sleep, it seems to make everybody horny. But like she didn't wake up in aliens well like I cried from alien to aliens to just go, I want to bang everybody in the company. And then suddenly, like, ooh, I'm with Marines. I'm going to bang all you guys as well. <laughs> but this random guy, I'm going to bang him now. It's been a long time. Well, it's like how long it has been. It's like doubly long now. Yeah. It? So it's, uh... <laughs> but yeah, unnecessary. I don't think they needed that kind of relationship, really. Nope. But yeah, uh, yeah that rape scene was just a bit too graphic. Yeah, they established... But it, actually, it was almost a high point when the guy just puts his goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> it's battle rage. Yes. <laughs> like someone at a Mad Max. <laughs> like, I, I reckon if like, if Chris is taking Sigourney Weaver from behind, I reckon that's how we would do it now. Why you? Because <laughs> you want to bang everybody. That's what you would do. Yeah. <laughs> you love to replicate movies, I reckon. That's exactly it's like, I've got a scene we'll do. Are you ready, Sigourney? It's going to bring back a lot of bad memories for you. <laughs> right. Uh, and then yeah, unnecessary. Actually, with a metal bar. Yeah. Uh, we've skipped over one low point for me. Is even before the Clemens and Ripley uh, have nap time. Why wouldn't Ripley just tell him what the problem is? Yeah. Like this is grave, grave danger for all twenty odd of you on this planet if this alien is here. Uh, I just want to check she doesn't have cholera. I was like, no, just say parasitic killer alien could be inside one of these. And if it's inside me, you're going to have to kill me. Like, I don't know, what is the danger for Ripley? Well, my only defence on that one is because obviously it's now the second time she's been fucked over by the company. She knows it's a whale and Yutani base. So maybe she just... And obviously she doesn't know how... Well, I think she does finally find out how long she's been in cryogenic sleep. She probably doesn't know, like... 
are these all company men? Are they going to instantly report it? Because obviously that's ultimately what happens. Uh-huh. They report it. She knows the company's going to come and get it. So she's been a bit cagey with it. It's my only... That's a fair explanation. That is fair. I still think you would tell the doctor. Especially, oh, yeah, 100%. Especially when you're actually... Wanting... You would tell him a lot sooner than she actually did. Yeah. yeah. Just making up... It's like, yeah, we've already banged now. I'm still not going to tell you what's going on. <laughs> I wish I had at that point. I think, I think that was the point that she did. Because that's when... Yeah. Because oh, God comes in. He dodges it as well. well. Yeah. They both dodge it. It's just like, oh, it's a dragon. And she's like, oh, I hear about this dragon. And that's when he looks at her and goes, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I think it was preposterous that she didn't. Uh, I don't know when my next low point comes Uh, into it. Mises through like the whole film. The audio in the special edition is fucking horrendous. I didn't mind it. I was okay. I had headphones on. Yeah, when they're talking, it goes all crackly because it's been taken like from the thingy. Did you have so this might be a difference between yours and my version because they redid some. Yeah, um, I think you had the quadrilogy, which was the bad version because that was the quick knocked out version. Ah, because you had the from 2003, whereas yeah. I had the 2003 edition on my after Alien Covenant version. I was reading the the like it shows you all the different scenes that are different, and at the bottom it's got like a little thing saying some of the audio Aye. doesn't sound as great, and I was like. Fuck, I don't remember that. So I went back and listened to it. And as soon as somebody talks, it's all... <laughs> yeah. 2017 is when mine came out. And so they yeah, did they get some audio... Re- I read that on somewhere. that They did get some of the bad audio re-recorded by the people who had to do it. Oh. So it's fixed in mine, Chris. If you want to borrow mine. Uh, I'm not borrow I'm not going to watch it again. But I, it ruins a lot of the better scenes because right. like there's like big, powerful speeches. Some guys just like talk away. It's like... like in a fucking wind tunnel. And it's like... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so unlucky. You've got uh, you've got the lesser version of the film. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a really fair low point. I'll tell you what a fair low point is. This is up here with sewers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're we're what five six hundred years in the future. I don't know. Is that right? I don't know, actually. Whatever. We're colonizing. Well, I, no, I said more than that. Maybe like two thousand years in the future. We're colonizing other planets. Mm-hmm. We're terraforming and aliens. This one, we're mining lead on a different planet. I get it, it's a bit old, it's a bit run down. But this looks like it's from like 1930s, like steelworks. <laughs> Why is it not all white, pristine, futuristic? And then... Because it's a prison, technically. Yeah. Uh, okay, I get it. However, candles. That was a bit weird. Candles in space. It was a bit weird. <laughs> I'm not letting this lie. <laughs> fucking wax candles they had like i don't know power loaders they had them flare things yeah those flare things which still look outdated that yeah. shouldn't be a thing just crack a glow stick like we have them now what are we gonna have <laughs> in like five five hundred years time we're like oh i can't use glow stick that's not environmental friendly wax candles guys we're bringing them back it just, <laughs> it just took it me out of the future <laughs> Just, you have to, I'll, I'll, have to take it up with the company, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what kind of company you're running? We're bringing back wax fucking candles. That's a fire hazard waiting to happen in space. In case the power goes out, they're good, they're handy to keep around. Yeah. Yeah, but what happens if the, what? Air <laughs> or the ventilation system goes down? That could be fucking nitrous oxide in the fucking planet. That goes fucking poof. That's why it. the whole fucking bit was exploding. <laughs> the fucking air system went down some belly and lit a candle in the tunnels. <laughs> candles. Fucking hell. Candles. It was, I didn't think that's where you were going with that. So one of my major low points is it took them way too long to come up with the furnace plan. Yeah. Like, it must be, I don't know, it must be half of them dead by the time they realise 
jeez, we've got like molten hot lead and like actual liquid lava here. If we can just get it to go into one of them, we'll win. It's like, well, what have you been doing? <laughs> like, you've just been running scared. It's like, you know it's there. You've literally just thrown a couple of bodies at them a few days ago. It's like, yeah, they, it's sitting at home, you're thinking, well, I kind of know where it's going at this point. But you're like, yeah, chuck it in the fire, chuck it in the fire, chuck it in the fire, chuck yeah. it in the fire, chuck it in the fire. <laughs> just a bit before that, well, no, it's, it's actually when they're, no, when they're implementing the, fire, the furnace plant trying to get it into the, the thing. The priest dude, I can't remember his name, Dallas. Whatever. Not Dylan, Dallas. Dylan. Dylan. Dallas is the other one. Yes. Um, yeah, so Dylan sees his mate getting eaten. First thought is drop the fucking axe, pull him away. <laughs> it's like, take the fucking axe and whack it through the motherfucking head, decapitate the motherfucker. As far as I'm aware, aliens can't function without heads. Andy's like accidentally done something happened in this film. So in this film, but until we lose Charles Dance and the leader man. There's barely any swearing in this film. Once they die, <laughs> everybody starts... Yeah. Like, I think there was less than 10 swear words in the first hour of this film, and there's comfortably over 100 by the end. It's like, Andy's done the same thing happening through the podcast. <laughs> and just, uh, takes the filter off. Uh, that's coming out. Um, uh, quite a general one. There's far too many speeches in the last hour of the film. And not in my version, well. it was alright. Not in your version, but in the, the, the longest version. It's like, just come up with and execute the obvious plan to go for here. You don't need to have a speech with everybody. Then half of you go off, and and Dylan, I guess, where Dylan was really... You're starting to wind, grind me down a wee bit here, Dylan, with just having these massive speeches. And they talk about this, and they go, and they plan again. It's like, oh, well, they realise, and they plan again. It's like, you've planned the same thing about five times in the last half hour. Just go do it. So, yeah, that began to annoy me that the... Uh, the talkie-talkie was meant to be the first half, and then the acty-acty was meant to be the second half. Well, my, my kind of last low point, I'm sure you guys have more, but one of my last low points is actually the final plan execution. Now, it's always annoyed me that the plan seems to be, we'll get all the inmates in the corridor to beat it. We'll run and shut the doors to trap it so we can get it to go through the doors we want. Why not shut all the doors already and then just make a straight line to the furnace. And all why, stand there. And like, why overcomplicated it and running around a maze, which they don't seem to fucking know, and you keep bumping into each other, yeah. doors don't shut. Just like, well, this door doesn't shut. We'll make this the main door, because it doesn't shut. Everybody in agreement? Yeah, yeah. We'll shut the rest, and they'll come through this way now. Ta-da! Because they kept just shutting. You have this one guy who's supposed to be on one side shutting yeah. a door, and you have another guy shutting a door. It's like, well, now they've just fucking created a hole yeah. where it, it's stuck. Yeah, it's now yeah. stuck. And then, but like there must there, be side doors. It's like, what? Just, no, just shut them already. It felt like there was like, say there was six paths into the bit that had the pushy thing that was going to yeah. push it. Mm. It's like, to me, you have six guys, one of them at each door, and you just each one stands at the door, and then it's like, the alien is here. He just turns and legs it. If everybody else shuts every door, it can't yeah. get in those ones, and it has to just chase that one guy to take it where it is, and everybody else could be like, baiting it in to come into the, the main bit and then you, you start this very slow slow moving thing to come and push it which I feel like that was a bad idea in the first place <laughs> as well but, the, um... but then right so also part of this plan hear me out in this one that were they were just normal corridors weren't they they're just like corridors that people seem to walk down with yeah. proper mechanical doors why did they all lead to a deadly furnace that's going to get poured with lead to clean it Yes, maybe. 
for well, why did they, they like, like, <laughs> the they had six fucking entrances and a lot of got trapped and they were like shit 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 get me yeah. out no, I can't understand if like they ah. pull the lead and it goes through and it makes like patterns or whatever but these were just normal corridors. It wasn't like it was like previous like stuff or it was like a molding. Just like that would make sense to me. It's like, oh, you can pour hot lava in, these doors open, it goes in and makes like a big mold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. These were just bog standard doors, then a lot of blast doors, then a cylinder that just pushes the mix. What? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Nope. So no it like, annoyed me. No explanations. Other than movie magic. Yep. yep. Uh, my, my final low point is actually a high point that I've put in the wrong section. Uh, Fair enough. So, nice. let's go. My last high point is I very much enjoyed Dylan cussing out the alien as it ate him. I yes. Enjoyed that. Sal, you've got to bite harder. Yeah. <laughs> very good. So I'm moving that to my high points. Uh, I, <laughs> I have no longer any low points. Chris, did you get any others? Or that uh, no, I'm out. Well, Bishop saying that he's real when he's not real. And like in different ah, versions, he says he's yeah. real. And then that one says his ears hanging off. See, I'm not a droid. <laughs> but also, he's bleeding red blood in that one as well, yeah. uh, which is like, well, then he's there a human. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah. I always remember him as being the actual guy. But on yes. the viewing, so I'm right, like, but then I'm the positive. Ruin Peter's that now because he's the real guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm positive that he's a he's an android at this point. Yeah. No, Alien versus Predator, or whatever. So many years beforehand is that's that's the real one. Yep. <laughs> Right to hole. On uh, point four, I know I said point three again. Point four, our stats, statistics we have tracked. Uh, every movie forever, ever, ever, ever. Oh. Some bonus ones. Shits, 34, <laughs> most of which in the second half. F bombs, 97. They were <laughs> swearing up a storm. And bloody Dylan, <laughs> the most religious yeah. guy in the whole film, he just, at one point, just, ah, oh, forget it. I'm just gonna... They were claiming also that blaspheming was actually the only swear word at one point, but never mind. Yeah. Do you remember oh, explosions? Forty-three, a hell of a lot of explosions, all condensed basically at the same point. Do you remember how many people were on the planet? Twenty-five. Yeah, I was going to say like twenty or something so, like that. No, they said twenty-five. Now uh, the person who said it was one of the guards. Three so of twenty-two them. guards with twenty-three. Inmates. Well, he said we have twenty-five prisoners on this place. Is what Andrews said. So okay, you can either take twenty-five or you can say. 27 because technically Charles Dance is a prisoner, or you can say 28 if Charles Dance and the two people who aren't prisoners are. So say 28 was the population of the planet. Fury. To be fair, I generally thought that Andrews and 85 were still prisoners. It's only this time that I actually heard them say, I'm a superintendent, I'm watching over these guys. So I reckon because he's probably just transitioned from being a prisoner, I think. Uh, Clemens probably is counted as part of the 25. But yeah, Andrews and, and the 85, definitely not. So let's say at most 28. Now, three people land on the spaceship lander thing that comes, crashes onto the planet, one of which is, which is Ripley. So that's a total of 31 people. I counted in this film 31 deaths plus Bishop. If you want to count that, I don't know if you want to count Bishop dying as being a death or not. Uh, so 31 humans die in this film. The problem is. Morse gets away at the end. Yes. <laughs> so one extra person died in this film that doesn't exist. Someone who's <laughs> somebody got exploded. Mainly it's the biggest. It's like, I think it counted nine people are like exploding and dying when they, the fire's all happening. So unless someone got exploded kind of twice uh, and just were very, very unlucky and weren't quite dead yet, one person dies twice in this film, I think. Uh, so yeah, 31 deaths plus the android dying. Quotas. Andy, you can maybe opt out of this one. Cows. We see six cows. Oh, yeah. No, they're oxies. 
that's a, it's a cow. I'm saying that's a cow. It's, bo- <laughs> it's an bovine. I will say it's bovine, therefore okay. it's a cow. Space um, cow. Now, when they bring in Babe, which is the poor cow that had just collapsed out of nowhere, one of them says, don't worry, we've only seven left and have to deal with this dead cow. If they're including that particular cow, does that mean, I think we've not done this one yet, does that mean there actually are eight cows? Or if there are, she was the seventh, or he was the seventh cow, I don't know. Because we only see six uh, helping at one time. So somewhere between six to eight cows. There might be two that are in reserve for when the other six aren't, aren't pulling ships out of water. So somewhere in there. How many cows? No goats. Dead animal. A cow and a dog. Yeah. Or, or a dog, I should say. A cow or a dog. Pedophiles. Yep. All 25 <laughs> prisoners said... <laughs> because um, they are claimed to have been all of the things that he says, so at least a bunch, I would say, of the 25 yep. people. Taco Berry Trifecta. <laughs> a lot of running, but I think none of it by by um, Clemens, who does get the girl temporarily, and does end up with the girl in the Tom Cruise Taco Berry Trifecta style, so definitely no motorcycles, so nobody gets a trifecta. It's Alien 3. I thought I'll count how many aliens there are. And we've already come into a bit of a problem here. Because <laughs> I've got two as being the count of how many aliens there Technically, are. Technically, there was the original one that was snuck on the ship, the guy that just they're doing his job. He was there. Yeah. <laughs> then the face hugger's technically an alien. Yeah. And so then I think for the count... There's four aliens. No, there's three aliens. <laughs> there's four aliens to help see fingers. Four. <laughs> four. Um, look, I think in the past, we... Uh, I don't know. We can do it again here. We can work out. Chestbursters, I... that's one. Ripley had one. Well, see, I think Egg... Facehugger's Facehugger, one. Egg's not an alien. Born. I think that's one alien. No, because the Facehugger's got an embryo inside it. Yeah, so Facehugger's face one alien different... and an embryo. Yes. And then that embryo grows to be an alien. Yes, but then... so Facehugger has one. But it, it, can't be, it can't be a separate alien. It is. No, because... Because then the family tree is... Xenomorph, facehugger, xenomorph, facehugger, xenomorph, facehugger is how their family tree tends to go then. So it's not a separate... It's like a guy getting somebody pregnant. That 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 baby's not you. Yeah. It's your thing of me. So yeah. they like they like lay So a queen lays, lays an, an egg. egg. An egg, but it's, it actually lays a facehugger. A facehugger is its own alien. Like that is, right, okay. and then that impregnates uh-huh. any like an animal or human, whatever. If it goes into a human, it becomes a xenomorph. If and then that's into... it. There's no the xenomorph. Just that's the end of yeah. the line. Yeah, because ultimately the chest part is just a baby, baby alien. So that's not a different alien. That's the same one, but the facehugger so, is a separate entity. So yeah, so it goes actually. So it goes facehugger, xenomorph, baby xenomorph, baby yeah. xenomorph, baby xenomorph. So that's still the same one, yeah. Is it? No. Yes. Yeah. No, because xenomorphs don't have babies. No, no that's what only the, queen the queens is. do. The queen is. Right. So it doesn't work the same as other animals. So, okay. No, so basically, yeah. queen lays an egg. Oh, no, I, egg, get, I, get, I get the Egg point. lays a facehugger. So facehugger's the alien. Yeah. That's it. Then it dies. Then it makes a xenomorph. Right, okay. That's the life cycle. But then that xenomorph could become a queen, which can then lay eggs to make more facehuggers. Cool. So, yeah. Which they can make more aliens. The facehugger is the... the, so the that's one alien. That's definitely and you, one. And then, and then Xenomorph, we see killing everybody. The dog the alien. Another one. And then technically Ripley's one. I would have to be a face hugger separately. Uh, depending on what, yeah. Yeah. That depends on what version. Because yeah, you yes, don't see, you don't see her. But then if you don't see her, then technically you can count the alien sneaking the eggs onto the ship. <laughs> <laughs> There's Fair three enough. in that whatever version you watch. We think three then. So I'll go from two to three. 
Uh, and did they say the thing? Did they say alien in it's Alien a, Yeah, they did once. Yeah, Just the once. Three. Was there an alien on board when she was talking about the Sulaco? And then they actually say Xenomorph, which I think might be the first time they say Xenomorph. I could be wrong, aliens. No, might be I'm aliens seen. say that we have a Xenomorph, yeah. and like, what the fuck's a Xenomorph? Right, yeah. okay, fair enough. And she explains. It just jumped out at me when she said uh, the name. Uh, Chris, some stats from you. Uh, none of my usual ones. I'm going to quick run through what the differences are in actual films since we've yeah, been boy. kind of arguing about it. So the special edition shows Clemens walk along the beach and finding Ripley in water and not a pod, which explains how she got all dirty and stuff. Yep. And then, like Bruce says, it also adds the oxen's pulling the... And e- no e- dog in sight. Now, this is something I actually no. meant to mention earlier. In the special edition version, no dog is ever established. No. Except when old singer man is cleaning this his is a dog. And he's like, oh, Spike, 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 is that you? Here, Spike, Spike, Spike. And then he gets got. It's See, like, in mind, he never said that one. He just uh, looked down the hole. Oh, that makes and sense. And then sprayed acid at him. Perfect. Because I would have said, you know there's no dog in this version. Just cut out the line. Don't have the audio of him saying yeah. that. It doesn't need to. It could just be like, what's that down there? So your version actually makes the most sense out of all these different versions. Then. I think so. I didn't hear him say Spike, but maybe he did We're all uh, bad. Uh, there's, like uh, Bruce has already said, there's a shit ton of Dylan preaching in the, the special edition. So much. Um, one of the biggest differences is how the alien comes to be. It's in the oh, I've got a TC. What's TC? The the theatrical cut is a dog, and this one is an ox. Yeah. Special edition the ox. Yeah. Uh, I they the the hugger <laughs> dead next to the ox on the yeah. the the flatbed. Are you on to Paul McGann as Golic yet? Because you can just say his character is is the difference. Because yeah, is. like uh, they successfully capture the alien in the special edition in that room and then Gollick comes and releases it. And that yeah. one, it doesn't even happen. Everything blows up and then they just walk away wet. So what does, sprinkles. what does Gollick actually do in the theatrical version? Like, how much Nothing. of him? Like, is he not, like, the, the guys get killed and he gets taken to the bed and he's like, all yeah, tied up not. and then that's... That's it. The, the so alien comes down, kills Clemens. They don't find him in the mess hall covered no, in blood no, eating the no. dinner or anything no. like that. And then oh, yeah, we'll arrested on suspicion of having killed them and all yep. that. And he's then he's just on the bed. You never hear him again after yeah. that. So yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't get begged to be yep. released. And yep. then you. Nah. And then, so it's yep. just preposterous to even have that guy in the film. Yeah. And at the end, like when she sacrifices herself, the special edition doesn't have it busted out, and the theatrical one does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's got extra th- little scenes and stuff. One, th- what I want to mention though that I've got written is that uh, eighty-five and Ripley exchange some messages with the company, and the company are like, "We want it kept alive under no yeah. circumstances. Do you kill it?" Which provides a bit more context of why. I, was... I thought that was quite an important one that was in the, the extended version. Uh, any other stats from you, Chris? Just, uh, just your differences. Uh, no, like <laughs> I watched two versions, so I didn't know what to count. <laughs> yeah, no alien nut shots or anything like that. Uh, Andy, do you have a fun oh, fact? About I've got alien a couple 3? of fun facts. I own a cast uh, special effects crew T-shirt from this film, <laughs> which is framed up. Chantel almost bought Ripley's vest. That's uh, the the one, the low the low cut one that's got yeah. the wheel and Newtonic logo in the back. She almost bought that from prop store, but then she got out of bed. But an actual fun fact about the film is the sets were made of cardboard when they did the pan shots, which are very noticeable that they're just cardboard. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they look like cardboard cards and they very much show that they're cardboard cards. Why are they using cardboard for a base in yeah. space? Candles yeah. and cardboard does not mix. It's going to be a fire. 
Uh, okay, at point four over with, on to point five, the 10-point podcast quiz. Andy, uh, hopefully, is in good enough health to be the quiz master for us. I'll try. Right, so this one is, how well do you know aliens? So since Chris is our Poorly. Resident, <laughs> resident alien expert, he can go first. Right, you ready, Chris? In which yeah, movie... What? No, carry on. <laughs> right, in which movie would you find an Asogi in Alien? Evolution? No, Bruce. So it's not alien it's franchise films. It's no, all no, no, Chris worked out very quickly. <clears throat> yeah. How do you know aliens? Like, alien Covenant? Um, no. So, right. How, so which movie would you find an Asogian alien? I feel like the pronunciation's not helping us any here. Um, so I'm just going to guess. Star Trek. Pronunciation. Star it's, Trek. Not, it's not Star Trek, it's actually E.T. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, so he is. Okay. He's an. He's a, and I would have also accepted Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many aliens in that. Right, Bruce. Which alien race is known for its trophy hunting? Well, the if, the predators. Do they have an actual name? No, Chris. Oh fuck. I've just known as predators. I can't remember the cold. They got a name, and I need the name. Predators. That's all I've got. No. Nope. Yeah. Yatuja. Yatuja. Yeah, I would never have got that. Yeah, it's technically predators, but I wanted the race, so no. Fair enough. Chris, what is the highest-grossing alien film that came out in 1996? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Could you be more specific? Fuck it, that was Star Trek. No, Bruce. Mars Attacks? Nope, it was Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I changed my mind. I was going to say that. I was like, no way that was 1996. Like, oh, what an idiot. What hey, Bruce, an idiot. in the movie Paul, which director makes a cameo asking for advice about an upcoming movie that he's making. At one stage, I would know this. <coughs> Director in Paul, who would be funny making a movie about aliens? Oh, I don't know. Kevin Smith? Nope. Chris Scott is who the director is, like Sigourney Weaver, but uh, no. Uh, Steven Spielberg. It's Steven Spielberg. Is it? <laughs> yeah. He asked advice and then that's when he gave him the, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind thing. Uh, Chris. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Ben Mendelsohn appears in Captain Marvel as the leader of which alien race? Uh. <laughs> going to have to hurry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Uh, I don't called. I know the other no, one. Press. Oh damn! It's thrown over. Scroll. It is the scroll. Yeah. Yes, I was like, it's not, Cree. Cree. it's not Cree. It's not Cree. It's not Cree. <laughs> it's the scroll. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, next one. Which species is Spock? Ah. Now I know the correct answer. I think to this. Say it. He is 
half Vulcan, half human. That's exactly the right answer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Trick question. That gave me the seventh trick question of the quiz. (laughs) Uh, Chris, what is the name of the planet um, the wormhole takes Daniel Jackson and the team through in the Stargate movie? Oh, God. Can I pass already? <laughs> nah. Nope. Can throw it over to Bruce. Uh, I know in Stargate it's Atlantis, Stargate. they go to Atlantis. I nope, that. it's not Atlantis. It's Abydos. I would never, I could have guessed a, a million <laughs> constants and vowels and not got that right, I don't think. Right, Bruce. I thought Abydos in... was Power Rangers. No. <laughs> Uh, in Star Wars, who shot first? <laughs> uh, can you, sorry, can you clarify something for me? Yep. Wh- wh- which particular film are we talking about here? The the original Star Wars film. Right. The original. Han, original. Han Solo shot first. Han Solo did shoot first, yes. Yeah, thank you. He's Chris. Like alien. Greedo, is he shot an alien? <laughs> he shot an alien, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Han Solo's not from Earth. <laughs> yeah. They're all aliens. Chris, who directed the 1997 movie Mars Attacks? Oh, funny that. Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. Robert Rodriguez. Nope, Bruce. I'm confident about three different people. Joel Schumacher? Nope. It was Tim Burton. Oh, damn. I was like, surely it's not Tim Burton. I was like, no, it's going to be one of these lot. Oh, my God. I would have two more points in this quiz. Oh, uh, my God. Bruce. Bruce, last question. Bruce, last question. I used to absolutely oh, I've blocked it anyway, yeah. What surprise entrant was voted among Star Wars fans to being the seventh best Star Trek movie in 2013? What? Did you say Star Wars fans? Star Trek oh, fans. Star Trek. Right, Star, Star Trek fans. What was the seventh best Star Trek movie? Voted by fans. Surprise entry. Well, it doesn't really matter. I've won the quiz. I'm going to say something silly. Yeah, that would be very silly. <laughs> Let's just say Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> no, Chris. If you get this right, Chris, I'll give you the quiz. No, I don't, I don't fucking know. No. Star Wars 1. Nope. Uh, the Phantom Menace, I don't <laughs> nope, it was Galaxy Quest. Right, yeah, well, someone's silly. Okay. So, Chris Good. dominates, he knows he's aliens. I would have I would have won 5-1 if I hadn't just been, like, double... Oh, double <laughs> oh what an idiot. Oh, even you, Tim Burton. That's so annoying. Why don't <laughs> you... Right. Point six on the 10-point podcast. Chris can redeem himself with the 10-point podcast universe. <laughs> Speaking of aliens. There's quite a few here. So, um, Tom Woodruff Jr., who was the alien Hall of Fame contender? I reckon Tom. Yeah. yeah. After today, like yeah, he was a, a salvager in Aliens. He was the Graboid in Tremors. He was God or Mortal Kombat. He was a lead primate creature in Evolution, and he was uh, one of the Predator puppeteers in Prey. And also in this. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> one that's of the aliens. His name. No, he's an alien. He's in this as well. Um, but yeah, yeah he was that's... the alien sensational amount of 10-point podcast movies Tom Woodruff Jr. has been in. So yeah, he that needs to be on the ballot. I don't know if he's going to win, but he needs to be on the ballot. I, uh, I'm going to butcher this name and apologise. 
Diobia Opari, who was Arthur Walkenstick in this, he was Destroyer in Doom. For me, he's far more... Like, I remember him as Destroyer. I do not even remember him in this oh. film after having just watched it. I don't remember it. No, I think he's got, like, a an accent, like a Jerry accent, but just Doom is, like, fucking massive and deep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see that one. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Carol Chase, who was Frank Ellis, he was... Uh, and the mummy is somebody called Hook. Don't know who that is. Oh! <laughs> Carry no. on. I thought Hook was the guy who was in the, the dirgeable, but yeah, that's the second Red problem. Blazer and the big pirate hat one, didn't he? <laughs> that, that's <laughs> uh, Christopher Fairback, who was uh, Thomas Murphy, he was in the fifth element as, I didn't realise this was his name, McTilborough. I've never heard that name before. He was a doctor with the weird eyes watching him hump. <laughs> He's, uh, he's got he's one of them faces that guy he shows up in a million yeah. things but he's not actually from yeah. anything to me he's like the guy in uh in guardians of the galaxy yes, he is. where yonder i didn't realize that was him yeah, yeah. so I, I did this the shit. <laughs> uh lance henriksen was bishop two is his official name so that makes me think he's an android he was an aliens as bishop mm, he was good, good catch something else uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think he might show up in a couple when I was looking at what he's been in, but he's not yeah. nothing yet, just aliens so far. Uh, Christopher John Fields, who was Reigns, uh, he was in Jurassic Park as Volunteer One. As Volunteer, were that people who worked in Jurassic Park? I'm I think sure. that's one of maybe the first guys that died at the start. Right, okay, but yeah, I, 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 I didn't recognize him as having been in Jurassic Park, but he's been in other things. I think he's uncredited, so I'm just adding people just to pad this out a wee bit. As you previously mentioned, Sorry, Charles, podcast. Jesus, I know. I didn't know it was that long. Uh, Charles Dance, uh, as you mentioned, was in The Last Action Hero. So not technically uh, part of the universe, but but really part of the universe. After uh, Adam, it's to get traction. In, in our hearts, as part of the universe. This one blew my mind because I didn't realise it was anything. Charles S. Dutton, Dylan, he was in Seven as a cop. I remember him being in, in Seven. Like it, it, his The way he talks really stood out to me. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he is in Seven. And uh, finally, Sigourney Weaver Ripley was obviously Ripley in Alien Aliens. She was an Avatar in Grace, and she was a director. Oh, yeah. oh no! And Cabin of Woods, not in Paul. I didn't want to. Do, I didn't want to argue with you during the quiz, but yeah, you got yeah. your films confused there. I oh, she was in Paul, Paul though. She says in Paul. We've not done Paul. But um, yeah, that, I think that's yeah. that. I'd forgotten we done Avatar. I didn't have it on my Sigourney. I know. Was. I saw it die until like I was like. I feel like I've watched this recently. Why have I watched it? And how do we go back and check the podcast listen to this? <laughs> it was there. Uh, she's a former uh, Hall of Fame contender, Sigourney Weaver, but uh, this m- might put her back in the running again, depending on what else happens. Uh, you missed nobody that I got, Chris, okay, so good. I would have to agree with you. How do you recast the three of us into the film? And then quite quickly, I put myself as 85 because I'm a follower, not a leader. Uh, I put Andy as Andrews, the, the guy in charge. And Bruce, I put you as Dylan. Oh, It's quite wordy. I put my, I'm the same as you. I said I put myself as Clemens. I thought we should be really the three that aren't the murderers, rapists. <laughs> well, uh, he says he's a murderer of women, but it didn't seem like it. And then I uh, Clemens. Thank God. He uh, he wasn't murdered. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I, I did. I had to use the other two. I thought that that would be the best trio. On to my questions then. Could this film have come out in 1995? Well, Alien 4 came out in 1997, this is 1992, so it, it maybe should have just, uh, let's wait a couple of yeah. years, let, let special effects get yes. a bit better, maybe let David Fincher go since he hates it and we'll get somebody else in, and it might have been better coming out in 1995. Dead Man Walking, this was really tough because I kind of remembered where the film went, <laughs> but Golic, I mean, like, 
he did nothing to help himself at any point during our film. Andy didn't see so much of him in his film, but uh, the raper, the one with the the thing about you can see as soon as he tried to do it, you can't hear him die. Yeah, that's that's nailed on. Like, that's absolutely yes, goggle. <laughs> you don't come back from that, unfortunately. So yeah, him as well, definitely. Uh, who's in the wrong movie? Well, I said Golic wasn't even in this movie, so it has to be him. <laughs> uh, and tropes, tropes are really a struggle. One, it's trope from this film. Do we want to see die? I went. These men haven't seen a woman in years. It happens far too often in movies. Uh, anybody got any others? I went for uh, lackeys or assistants who just follow their bosses around and just repeat the last thing they said. I quite like that. That's yeah. a personal favourite of mine, is the, the Smithers role. <laughs> I quite like it. <laughs> Mine's is uh, the dramatic hero music. We've done it. It's all over. Here's some nice music. Right, alien comes flying out again. It's like, oh, so many times. It's when it does it for no reason. Like they're looking at the EV and it drops a chain and it goes, yeah. All right, fucking hell, it's just a chain dropping. No, mine was just like the hero, like it's been over. It's just that nice build up and it's always, oh, something like Michael Myers is getting back up. You know, double tap that motherfucker. Double tap, yeah. Okay, what is that one thing? Point seven, what is that one thing, Alien 3? Chris. Chris's shot. I went shaved head Ripley, so we'll, we'll yeah. triple down on yeah that that one camera shot of her being drooled on. Chris, ten point podcast awards at the end of the season. Your nominations are point eight, and we argue whether you're right or wrong. I left this blank because she doesn't really do a lot of acting. Uh, best actor. It's, it's not Sigourney. It's no, def- no. everyone like the Sigourney's okay, but everybody else acts like the hell out of every role they did. Mm-hmm. I believe they're rapers and murderers. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole thing, the first half is like a stage play, and the set is mm-hmm. what's behind Andy, that kind of place there. You can imagine the whole thing playing it's it there. Stand side, right? Come on, nice yeah. scene. Um, so I would maybe have gone with Charles Dance, but he dies halfway through the film, so I don't know if it is him. And then after him, I really think Brian Glover as Andrews is really good. And then he dies straight away as well, so I, it's tough. If we're not... An ensemble of everybody, well, or it's I nobody. put best supporting as Charles S. Dutton. Right, let's go with that because I had Dance, him, and yeah. Glover. So yeah, we'll go Charles. Uh, it was Dutton. between Dance and Dutton, but I'll take Dutton. I'll take Charles Dutton for best supporting. I don't think anyone's best acting. I think it's the lot or it's nobody. I think. So, uh... Uh, most underused. I put Paul McGann as Golic. Yep. Now I've gone for someone who we've mentioned even less, which is Pete Postlethwaite. He doesn't do anything in the film for over he's an hour. He's got faces, though, and you just recognise him every time yeah, he pops like, up. He's, he's the most, most guy. obvious name for me, because he's called David Postlewaite in the film. <laughs> oh, really? Is he? Is it? <laughs> oh, so he is, yeah. I guess he was just called David, and they just almost uh, yeah. stick with... I think they're all pretty much one name, aren't they? Because yeah. he said someone else had the same name as the, the actor did. Oh, was it someone else? Anyway, yeah, I think Pete Postlethwaite is most underused because he's really good and like he's barely in the film, whereas at least Paul McGann, they filmed stuff. <laughs> they just didn't use it. <laughs> See, I left this blank because I didn't really think she did enough to be a badass. I'm fine. best badass. I'll, I'll withdraw my nomination of her being best badass then. Yeah, I mean... If if she saved herself on the rape scene, I would say there's an argument there, but she kind of just stayed and took it. And she also, <laughs> she didn't kill like in the second one, she's killing a bunch of aliens. Yeah. The first one, she kills the alien. And this one, yeah. she didn't really do anything. No. <laughs> mm. uh, biggest bell end I put is Andrews. He does nothing helpful at all. I went the company. squeeze a little ball. The company are bell ends. The company worst. I thought Andrews would eventually have. 
buckled to the yeah, there's an alien here, but it got him before he it's one, one of my things with the company. The one thing with the company, right, is they want an alien to use it as a weapon. Against who? Because yeah. <laughs> because the like the company doesn't seem to have any enemies. It's like, all right, yeah, that planet's pissing us off. We'll just drop an alien in there, wipe them predators. out. They don't know about predators Earth. at the time. Well, they do it back on Earth because Wayland was there. Well, but he didn't know it at the time. Oh, I suppose he would have because he only noticed them when he went to the place. So just the, ultimately, um, like they want to weaponize this alien, but ultimately they've lost about a bazillion one of their company and marines. It's like gonna, yeah. What I was going to say is, because I don't really have the Alien vs. Predator context that you do, and I don't think the films, the films that obviously don't operate like that because they haven't come out yet. At this point, what do we know about Wayland Jutani? The first film, are they just exploring a planet? Yep. The second film, they end up... They're terraforming, like they're, they're going to help a terraforming planet. Yeah. And then, and this one, it's like a prison that kind of is a smelting... A lead mining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, they don't seem to be in the kind of killing aliens kind of business seem to be in the metal business yes they just <laughs> Plan- have planetary business yeah unless they wanted to drop it like i know release these deadly aliens onto the indigenous people on the planets yeah, yeah that but then we've well, got a problem because these aliens are fucking good so yeah we'll just <laughs> not avoid that planet now guys Fuck yeah. it. leave it alone yeah uh best villain the alien yeah the dog what's it called the dragon xenomorph or yeah uh, best death I put when the shit hits the fan. Yep, I did that as well. Either the xenomorph dying or probably when Murphy gets diced. Yeah. At the beginning. Awesome. Back. I like the xenomorph death of it getting melted and then <laughs> cold water yeah. exploding it. Uh, stupidest character. It depends on the version. I put Gollick for releasing the alien or yeah. literally 85. Ah, yes, yeah, it was literally it's 85. Well, we we think that it's not actually been proven. Although he did seem very annoyed by it, but I think he does nothing as stupid as what Golic does. No, so it's Golic, I think. Yeah, I accept that. Uh, best plan is the end plan to kill the alien, which took mm-hmm. far too long to come up with. <laughs> when they finally got around to plan, it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, worst plan is Golic releasing the alien. Yeah, yeah. Least thought out plan. Okay, like I've got two different versions of films yeah. here. So. I, had, I had that one as my worst plan. So. Uh, best twist is she's got one inside. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I suppose it probably. And the same premise of last week where I was like, it's a vampire bar. Uh, we'll have to go. Yeah, she's actually got that as well. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, biggest jump scare because I forget about it every time is when it jumps out the lead. I what? always I forget about it. Like I haven't seen it for a while, and I said, "Oh, oh they've got because it. that nice that hero music was playing." Not yeah, <laughs> I can lose you in, and then bang, it jumps out. I was like you bastard! I just <laughs> wash my headphones on because it's louder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best special effects is uh, close up alien. Yeah. Worst special are, effects is Bruce's alien. Yeah, yeah the red. Well, that one's all right. It's the I don't know. The, the, the one on the roof. roof. Ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. The South Park style. The little bit of car, black card. Yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, Andy? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Best set I put as a fury. Yeah, I quite I like this set. Quite, yeah. I, I wanted to nail it down to one bit. I think it might be the rumours behind Andy. Yeah. Like the meeting hall or the church, or if you want to call it, it might be that. Uh, rumour control room. Yeah. Ah, yeah, rumour control. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of fucking blank here. Blah, 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 it's fine, blah, you have blanks. Best hair. Uh, Ripley skin head. Yeah. Lack of hair, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's synonymous with it. I also remember when it came out and seen Sigourney doing her press stuff with her with a shaved head. 
Uh, best product placement, Coke. That's what I went for as well. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's nothing else. Just all the there's... random balls of Coke just sitting at the end and yep. I'm just drinking it. Unless it's Wayland Yutani, but I think it's Coke. Coke yeah, Coke. an actual product placement is Coke. Uh, oh, I thought it was almost obvious. Then. Yeah, I think that's me. Best exit, Ripley. Yeah. Well, see, I have best exit. I will have yeah, best entrance. Yeah, best exit's got the best exit. Uh, done that. Well, done best that. exit is the alien coming out of the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as the dog. I know, out of the dog, because it looks more violent. Oh, I've not seen that one. Um, Michael Pena Award. Uh, Charles Dance, when he's explaining why is the barcode with the I was addicted to morphine yeah. and then I came back and there was a thing and I had to save and 11 people died, but not because of that, but because I'd over... That was a good storytelling. Charles Dance at his oh. best. Uh, Postal's Wait, Stubbs' character. Worst acting. Now, it's harsh, but Reigns and Boggs, the two that get killed with Golic, because they were the two basically American characters and I don't know the American accent, but in amongst all these other Shakespearean people doing their full on acting their heart acting their yeah. hearts out, the two American guys kind of trying to also ham it up sounded really bad. So the two of them. Uh, I think that's me. I've got no other differences to Chris's ones. So on to point nine. All right. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, all right, you normally normally have the one, Andy. Carry on. I know, but but nobody's done best uh what is it? An animate object. Oh, a fair, point. A fair point. Yeah, same. So this one blew my mind. Never noticed it before until this version. Sigourney Weaver's taking a shower, okay? But it pans across. And on the wall, there was five, which I can only describe of, spank panels. Oh! Yes, paddles? I noticed them, actually. <laughs> or paddles. 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 My, my nose blocked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was five of them hanging up on the wall, which raised a lot of questions going, the fuck did they get up in the shower? And I was just like, I was like, all right, why didn't they use them as weapons? That was a weapon, mass destruction in that shower. Yeah. But yeah, like paddle board with the alien's face. But yeah, just like, lit- just thought, eh, that's, that's a pretty good animal object there. Fair Random. Enough. Accepted. <laughs> uh, any other, Sandy? No, just that one. It oh. just blew my mind. There were spank paddles on the walls. Point nine, moral of the story. Which lesson were we supposed to learn from this film? Now, I think I might go first so I can steal Chris's before he says it, depending on which film he took it from. Because mine's only in the, the 2003 version. In an insane world, a sane man must appear insane, is something that Golic. Oh, is. yes, Golic. So that's my moral of the story. And he looks at that you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, yours, Chris? Yeah, sex is a great conversation changer. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, what's your moral of the story? Uh, they mostly come at night. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> it does! It looks like this. It's like. Aliens love to be in the dark, so I'm going to say it's always nighttime there. It was. It was always nighttime. It's mostly I want, nighttime. I want to see daylight aliens. Mostly. Like I, these aliens, are, I, I don't think they're established to be nocturnal. I think like, you, it's Covenant. Is it got daytime aerial aliens? I, I just want to see daytime aliens, so I'm going with Newt's classic work. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Point ten on the same point podcast is and also 10. also creepers only come mostly at night, mostly rapists, <laughs> murderers. So it's hard to see them. Yeah. Tenth point, tenth point rating. Chris, you picked it. Lead us off. I'll go second. Um, the more I watch Alien Three, I think the better it seems to get. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it could have been like it wasn't for like the development shit that has gone through. This could have been a fucking banger of a film. But I feel like you have to watch both versions to actually get an accurate thing of the film. Yeah. So, um, I guess a seven for me. 
it's still for me the worst of the, the three films that we've watched but it's better than it should be i'm also a seven that's my score as well it was heading towards an eight because i thought it's got a couple of problems but it's hard to fault it but the second half really is just it's there's a lot of treading water in the second mm. half. Like the first half, a lot of talking, a lot of establishing, a lot of character stuff. But the second half, they take away the actual important conversations and add very little in the way of anything important happening. So it knocked about down to a seven uh, for me. I think I like it. I think I like it better than Aliens, um, but it's not as good as the first one for me. The first one's way better than the other two. Uh, but yeah, very very good. I, I I feel like it's a way better than any any right to be everything considered. Yeah. So seven for me too. Andy, what's your score? Uh, almost the same as you guys. It's like a ballsy move to do go from aliens to having multiple aliens down to one again. Yeah. It kind of pays off. I feel like it's better done better than Alien, but not as good as Aliens two, and. The story's there, but it falls down a lot of parts. It only gets a six from me. Six from Andy. Almost a perfect seven, but it gets a seven anyway, because yeah. that's our... But so, yeah, that's our accurate... After us talking about three different people reviewing films and we find the average score, we've just about reviewed a film the same. <laughs> you know, basically the same. So a seven out of ten for Alien 3. I think that might chart it quite well. In the, in I think the, the director's... Well, not the director's cut. The assembly cut mm. is better than the other one. Yeah, it so. makes more sense than the other one yeah. does. Definitely. There's there's too much extra stuff. They could definitely not put some stuff in. But yeah, you're right. The story is far more coherent than that one. Mm. Uh, so that was Chrissy's theme of unfinished business. The Mummy Returns, Under Siege, <laughs> Alien 3. One of them doesn't quite fit in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was his unfinished business. <laughs> Next time, we're returning to the wheel. I'm still not finished that as well. They're unfinished until I've done the finished the series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, can you see the wheel? Not yet, but it's coming. Uh, we can yes. now see the wheel. Right. But I made a hash of that there. Oh my God. <laughs> Immediately seen oh, modern. No. Yeah. Right. So these are all a bunch of new films that are released on Netflix, oh, Amazon, I've seen and. Oh, good. You... One I want to see. So that's good. So... 65's on it as well. Right. Okay. So we'll have a wee spin and see what we're going to watch next week. Here we go. Just spin. Right. We're slowing down. We're Uh-oh. slowing down. Go to Tetris. Go to Tetris. Not watched it yet. Yeah. Oh. Boston, Boston Strangler. Strangler. No idea what that is. Let's have a look. See Boston Strangler. Um, Boston Strangler. I think. I would imagine so. Oh, oh, I had it there. Kira Knightley, Carrie Coon movie, inspired by a true story. The reporter. Boston Strangler. The bo- reporter who first connected the murders and broke the story of the Boston Strangler, uh, including the two main characters challenging the sexism of the early 60s to report on the most notorious killer in the city's this, history. This, this sounds like right up our street. There we go. Made by Hulu, it says. So I imagine that's where we'll find it on the internet. Disney Plus, then. So there you go. Boston Strangler. Kira Knightley. I'd never even heard of this film. And I'm not as... When, when 80 for Brady came up, I was a bit like, oh my god, what is this? This one might actually be pretty good. So, uh, yeah. There we are. Uh, that's us for this week. No, nothing else really to wind out. That's been a long one since we just kept on talking as normal. <laughs> Find the Boston Strangler, Hulu, Disney Plus, or otherwise, and we'll see you next week on the Ten Point Podcast for the Boston Strangler on the Ten Point Podcast. I said the same thing a couple of times. Goodbye. <laughs>